0: Shishkin Productions Podcast.
1: You have your radio recording devices on? Get them on. Come
2: on! It is It happens all over the world. People come together, kicking a soccer ball around, and it's a great uniter. Find no. me. I don't care anymore. Drain my bank account. I don't give a... It anymore, okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Calling All Casuals. Man, man, You got me over here, Alexi, the on my quest to become the second most popular Alexi in soccer media. <laughs> and uh, over there, what's
0: up? What's up? I'm Amy. I am the uh, titular the proverbial casual.
2: We got producer Eric over here too. Hello, hello. Welcome back. All his, casual. His second day in the stew. I'm out here, you know. He's her. out here. And Represent today, me. I'll be honest. Today, we let him set the show up. Himself. So, if the sound is different, that's on him. That's not on me. <laughs> Way mean.
0: to throw him under the bus. I just right want him to have
2: high stakes. You know what I mean? Stakes is high. The
0: stakes is it's high. like we
2: put a cow on the ceiling. <laughs> the stakes is high. Or I um, just
0: like smoked a fatty.
2: We smoked a fatty before we started this <laughs> shit. uh Amy, where can people find us?
0: You can find us on Twitter at calling casuals. You could also send us an email. Uh, calling all casuals at gmail.com and uh, you know, as we talk about week after week, go ahead and hit that follow button on TikTok. Smash
2: that fucking follow button
0: at Calling All Casuals, and uh, very soon, maybe at some point, we will have some we will thrilling content for is,
2: your little eyeballs to enjoy. We're, we're priming the pump, so to speak. So right now, we have three thousand seven hundred fifty-two followers. We're not starting to post content until we're at four thousand. That's the all right.
0: goal. You heard <laughs> it, y'all. It's That's it's really it, up to you. It's
2: up to you to fucking uh, <laughs> give us a reason to make stuff. <laughs> um, all right, shall we get in last week's picks? Let's do it. All right. Um, well why oh, don't why, uh, do, why you don't, know, don't you kind of say what you uh, what your big takeaways were well, from last week.
0: This is uh the first week in a few weeks that I've I've fallen. Um, so I did not win this week, and that's okay. Because yeah. as we've discussed, it's not a contest. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was a tough week. I only had five right. I think the week before I only had four. Um, the winner, Alexi. Of course. You only had seven picks right. So, I yeah, mean, but it's, it's not bad, but I it's just want to
2: point out that one of the ones I got right, I got the score line right. You as did. Well. I well, said SKC to win two to one.
0: Yeah. You've been picking them week after week, and they finally came through for you this week. so did Colorado.
2: Saying that I got seven right is like, is doing me a disservice because I'm telling you, to nail the one I nailed the way I nailed it, it's more like getting. 11 right, honestly. Okay,
0: sure. He, he you just can looking, have
1: it. He's just looking for extra points here. That's fine. I, I, I mean, he's not points. getting
0: extra points, but <laughs> uh, you won the week. Like, what else? What more do you want? I you won, won the it, week.
1: Right? I won
2: the week.
0: You Eric, you had a little bit of a rough a rough go this week. That's okay, yeah, though. Yeah, that wasn't... You didn't it, do very
1: well. It was my first time. I only got the... Uh, actually, only three. Originally, I thought it was four, but that match was uh, abandoned. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's because right. You, 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 you marked it down as a win for you, and then we were like it wasn't a draw it, there was no result there yeah. was no result so there
0: were only however there were only two matches that none of us got right so i think as a team we we overall did pretty well um we we missed the uh the atlanta and inter miami match Yep. Yeah. and we also missed the san jose and lafc match
2: yeah um, we couldn't call those two but otherwise
0: pretty good overall as a group
2: yeah, I kind of, I should have put San Jose. I don't know why I didn't, but I fucked up. Um, all right. Uh, MLS News and Tea. Not even just ML. I got to get rid of that. So it's just News and Tea. News but and Tea I mean, of the, the soccer the world. The one I want to start with is the big one that is, for me, MLS Starting stuff. Starting strong, yeah. Yeah. Don Garber was out here kind of saying some, some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was uh, he was out here talking about U.S. Open Cup. Uh, this was at some sort of board meeting for the U.S. Soccer Federation. Uh, Don Garber was saying to uh, David Wright, who's the Chief Commercial Officer of U.S. Soccer, uh, he was like, Dave, first, let me give you a shout-out to you guys are doing the best you can with this tournament. But I got to tell you, from our perspective, it's a very poor reflection on what it is that we're trying to do with soccer at the highest level. So basically, he's saying... You know, and he went on to say, like, as a viewer, he thinks the games are really hard to find. Um, He says, you know, uh, MLS fans are having trouble finding the games. He says the quality of them is bad. The fields are subpar. He doesn't want this product shown to a large audience. He's uh, not disappointed that the audience is small because he says it's not a proper reflection of what soccer in America at the professional level needs to be. Uh, But he said he appreciated the enthusiasm and he really wants it to grow and get better. Um, But he just says, so far, our experience as participating teams has not been positive. Shots fired. Yeah. Now, what do you think this comes
0: down to? Is it that we're not doing well?
2: No, no. I don't. I think that. um, I don't know. I mean, I personally think it comes down to him having a certain like. Uh, kind of idea of what excellence is, right? Like for him, for Don Garber, for soccer, for MLS people or the MLS kind of powers that be in general, they value slightly different things, right? Right. They value, there's a reason they did the deal with Apple. There's a reason that they uh, are very adamant about soccer-specific stadiums. There's a reason that they really don't like Uh, when NFL marks are still on the field. They're trying to separate themselves completely. They want to have pristine playing surfaces. They want to have high quality streams and stuff like that. So pretty much everything that he's rallying against is like, you know, something that he's, he's right. He's not wrong, like US Open Cup. Yeah, it is kind of hard to find. The matchups sometimes are filmed really poorly. Yeah, And the pitches are sometimes really terrible. But at the same time, they don't have the type of money that the MLS owners do, so it's like right. P- part of that—that's what makes it so appealing to me, at least—is that there is a difference between MLS and US Open Cup. Yeah, it,
1: it's almost like local matches. Like, yeah, you see the pitches, like the everyday pitches that they play on, and I—I I think it's it's really exciting. I don't have any issues with the U- US Open Cup. I actually watched it on YouTube. It's easily accessible, and I highly recommend everyone to check them out when you can.
2: I think that it. I, I think you're right. Like. The f- I think the disconnect is if you know how to use the internet then like you can find the games pretty easily yeah. and for for free and like of course the quality of the you know uh, of the cameras and, and the quality of the camera operators isn't going to be like the highest but because it's fucking free on YouTube that's why that's the trade off you make yeah. right so you know I'll go a step further and say I actually think I would prefer for games to be streamed free on YouTube than on Apple TV where you have to pay like whatever amount a year. And yes, the quality is great, but I think you're kind of blocking your audience off. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Amy?
0: I mean, I I agree with you. Um, It all makes sense. You know, being new to this, I never experienced these tournaments before did you watch
2: any open cup at all i haven't yeah you should well uh maybe there's one more match left next round that you can watch to kind of see that but at this point it's pretty much just mls teams left in it so yeah the quality of the streams might go up
1: i tried watching last week la galaxy versus colorado rapids Mm and i don't have apple tv so in order to be able to track down the match, I you're had,
2: talking about just an MLS match.
1: I'm, I'm talking about MLS match. Yeah. yeah I had to head online and look at alternative sh- streaming sites to e- even have have a peek at it. And mm-hmm. I could tell you right now the quality was just atrocious like unwatchable. there was no commentary and so it, it was un- unwatchable. And as as a neutral as an MLS casual, I think, I feel like it needs to be way more accessible to the everyday person. I was... Uh, I, I get I get that they have a deal in place with Apple TV and all that, but like, how... I gotta be honest with you,
2: I, I agree with you. I had this concern when they took the Apple TV deal. Uh, obviously, I was really stoked on it, because for me, as someone who really loves the league and wants to see that shit, I will pay for it and I don't care. That's fine. However, exactly, exactly, the amount of people stumbling, and I think this was a big problem a lot of people in soccer yeah. media had, was it was like, well, cool, your f- super fans are going to love this, but the amount of people who stumble on your games and discover your league, that's going to go way down.
0: Yeah, and this, I'm kind of uh, bringing in another point, which I actually just added this um, to the news section, but I think Chris shared this with us earlier this week that they're now changing their live game coverage. Yes. So they're reducing the free matches that are available. Oh, are they? Yeah. I didn't know that. So, I saw you know, talk about about accessibility and like being able to easily watch a match. They're making it even harder now.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the... It's To me, that seems like when something like that happens, it's almost like uh, you wonder why would they do something like that? Yeah. And... I don't know why, but maybe the response isn't good. Maybe the numbers aren't there. Because the thing is, when you do do a deal like the Apple deal, like one of the great things, or maybe not great, but one of the benefits from their perspective is that those numbers are private. You don't have to share them. No one knows them. Whereas like when you are on Fox or whatever, those numbers are public and people know how you're performing against whatever, you know, against NFL, against MLB. Um. So it's interesting. I I will say. So the U.S. Open. Um. Back to the USSF board meeting thing. The guy who's the what was he the chief uh, operating officer or something I don't know. But David Wright. He said. Uh. He actually surprisingly said that he, he he's you know speaking for U.S. Soccer. He mm-hmm. said I think we concur. We understand that the Open Cup is not where we all want it to be, and we're committing right. to get it there. And he said Don Garber's right to call them out that like they've got to continue to you know, refine as they move into the future. But one thing he said is it also takes resources. And that's something we're spending time thinking about. It's a natural opportunity to take a step back now, particularly that we've got a renewed interest from media partners, which I think is a critical component to this. So all that is to say, he's like, yeah, if people want to show the fucking matches, we'll put them somewhere else. But he's like, I think what he's trying to say is like, Right now, that was our best option. That's what there we had. There wasn't
0: really a platform
2: that yeah. they were offered. And so I, yeah. I, I personally think for that to move, for U.S. Open Cup to get better, like my nutshell on this is like my wrap up statement. I agree with what Don Garber saying. He's totally right. Like the matches are pretty fucking low res. They're not filmed very well. Uh, and the experience as a viewer is kind of trash. But if, if he wants to make it better, maybe he, him and MLS can step in and help fix that. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah,
0: I think he was I, I I kind of like his response, you know? Yeah, it was like, I agree. But also, what are you doing to like help us?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Um, the thing that you're saying about the free matches, I didn't see that exact thing. Maybe maybe it was, I don't know. I remember reading something about how now they're actually changing what matchups are going to be shown on uh national tv or on fox and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh they're like just deciding the week of what the match is going to be which i think is a great idea
0: yeah i think
1: uh, they choose it like on the fly like randomly they're just like oh we'll well, take this one the show like well i I think previously
0: it had been announced like weeks in advance like what matches were going to be available for free yeah and now they're giving themselves the opportunity I don't know how they're making that decision but they're limiting the leeway of that information
2: I think part of it that's I mean the good part of it is that you're not gonna you know like for example at the beginning of the year if you were like sporting Kansas City and LA Galaxy like that's gonna be the free match and now like we're uh, or sporting Kansas City and like New York Red Bulls and now like no one would tune into that match because those teams are all like in mm. the muck in the mire so no one wants to like actually watch that so I think yeah. they're giving themselves a little bit of leeway
0: yeah but it does sound like you know we're only left to speculate like the reason why they're kind of implementing these changes because nobody's talking about it so yeah. i guess in, what's what this article was saying it's in the um philadelphia Enquirer that initially they plan to offer six free games each week on MLS season pass, so I guess you didn't have to subscribe. Mm-hmm. But now they're reducing that to only two matches a week. Oh, unless you're a subscriber. It's sad. That sounds
2: a lot like they're bleeding money. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know. Interesting. It's on, interesting.
0: It's interesting. Um, yeah, we'll see though.
2: I um I did see a graph that kind of going along with money. I think it's interesting. I saw a graph uh like a bar graph the other day that. Was, I don't know where the data came from, but it was talking about the percentage of revenue or something like that, or p- yeah, a percentage of the budget, more or less, that went towards player comp and like players' salaries mm. and shit like that. And it was really funny. Oh, that cause would be interesting. For the, the championships, that's the second level in England. Right. The championship, it was like 95% or something. It looked, it was between 90 and 100. And for MLS, that number was close to like 30%. And I was like, oh that's a little bit weird so where does the other 70% go but I don't know whatever I'm not here to audit Major League Soccer right now yeah. give it a few years and if the deal is still bad then we can audit Major League Soccer yeah um, speaking of US Open Cup the Timbers big fail big fail the other night mm. uh, lost 4-3 to RSL that was a, that was a mess so Timbers are out so um i'll still watch but i won't have the passion anymore they,
0: they kind of disappointed me this past week you know they were oh man i just you really me both sister. i just really thought like <laughs> they were gonna be flying high from their off of their big wins and you know
2: yeah instead they, they they gave up a they last minute short. goal in in the league and then in the cup they just fucking knocked, got knocked out those yeah line.
0: Um, Well, I guess this week is heavy on the MLS news. Uh, The -hmm. next thing I want to talk about is the newly unveiled plans for nycfc's stadium
2: they're finally getting their own they're spot. finally
0: gonna have a home four years from now <laughs> yeah four it does,
1: five. about time
0: it does look really nice though it looks great um it's a twenty-five thousand seat venue and it does say it could be ready by 2027
2: so so it's probably gonna be ready in still, 2030. knowing
0: how things work here it's, it could take a lot longer
2: as someone who is a mets fan and a new york red bulls fan i'm heated yeah. I don't want them to be I there, know. but whatever. Fuck it's,
0: it. I mean, it's. I think whether or not you like NYFC, I think it's NYCFC. It's a, NYCFC, <laughs> it's hard. So it's always quite a mouthful. It's um, always a struggle. NYCFC. <laughs> I think it's a cool thing for the city to have. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, all of my petty bullshit aside, this yeah. is an amazing project, right. and I really, really hope that, that I hope they get done early yeah you know, I would shit, love they're that. putting apartments there too i was like oh maybe i'll get an apartment there oh my god imagine <laughs> <But> me
0: <laughs> you might be you might have to become an nycfc fan no, at that point i'm you're gonna a-
2: do that thing where i buy the jersey of every other team and oh, i show okay, up there you i go. show up as a fan of every other team there um, you go let's see other things that we have on here um the u20 world cup squad got announced so there's a lot of uh you know decent players in there a lot of good young players um, peek behind the curtain. I don't have my laptop, so it takes me a while to pull things up these days. But uh, Gaga Slonina in goal, that's going to be fucking sick. Cade Cowell is on that team. Um, and Gaga Slonina plays at Chelsea. He wow. used to play at Chicago Fire, I in, think.
1: In the reserves. Yeah. Everyone's in the Chelsea reserves.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is going to be a great uh, great tournament to see you know some young talent um, on display. Caleb Wiley from Atlanta United. Uh, is going to be on the squad in the squad I should say um i'm i'm now just thinking like this is real time insight into my thought process i need to drop Caleb Wiley from my mls fantasy team <laughs> i just picked him up and it's like uh, wait if he's going to be out then i should probably drop him
0: yeah how long the tournament starts I don't may know. 20th i wonder how long Does it, it that's what it says so it might, might be, it's
2: probably about a, a month maybe okay. at least 2 weeks i don't know but yeah i got to drop him because uh, he's, I don't know when they're supposed to report or anything, but, uh, you know, Jack McGlynn is going to be there from um, Philadelphia Union, who I had on my fantasy team, so I'm dropping him as well, I guess. Um, Darren Yappi from Colorado Rapids, my guy, and Quinn Sullivan from Philly, Philadelphia Union. So... Those are a lot
0: of MLS representation. A
2: lot of MLS representation. We're gonna see. I'm really excited for it. I want to watch like, this team.
0: An insight into the future of the league, you think?
2: It could be an insight into the future of of the U of the US, US soccer US period. team. Yeah.
1: I think it's a good sign. MLS has to hold on to all of its top young talent. It's the only way forward for the MLS.
2: At least for a couple of years. Yeah. They need to. I'm down with them selling them, but at least like let them. Let them develop enough to where the sales aren't just going to like mid-level Italian or like low, like Syria B Italian teams. Because that's what's been happening a lot. It's like, that's cool, but we need to like let them develop a little bit further. Mm-hmm. So when they go, they actually have an impact, you know? Yeah. Um. Want to Amy. talk about
0: the little uh, scuffle? Oh, you want to talk about scuffle? The little scuffle in Canada?
2: Yeah, so there was a Canadian championship match, because they do their own thing. When we do U.S. Open Cup, they have the Canadian championship. Montreal played Toronto, and there was a fan scuffle, and there was some fights that broke out. Um, I think this was in Toronto. And so they're actually playing again this weekend, yeah. I think, in, in MLS. Right. And so Montreal were like, you know what because of the bust up that happened we're not letting uh the visitor the supporter like the visitor supporter section is going to be closed so yeah. if you were a Toronto fan who bought a ticket for that section your money's refunded. You can't come.
0: That's hilarious. Which, they're just trying to get ahead of like any potential.
2: It's pretty funny to me because Montreal won that match two to one, right? And then they're like, and opposing fans can't come in, <laughs> so they might win another match because they're gonna have like all the support. So I'm I'm pretty interested
1: in that. I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Maybe it's it pretty funny. I, I love me a good bust up every now and again.
0: Yeah, but I just feel like I don't know. It doesn't really happen in MLS, so it's yeah. They're just. Probably trying to stop while they're ahead.
2: I am. Um, you know what's weird? This weekend, actually, in MLS, there's going to be, and we'll get to this probably later in the show, but there's a lot of rivalry things happening yeah. this weekend. LA Galaxy, San Jose. So that's a Cali Classico. We got a Hudson River Derby. We got a lot of shit going on.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I guess, the Eric, you put in here Chelsea win. Do you uh, want to address that?
1: Yeah. If you guys recall on, on last week's show, Lexi was very excited to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we put Chelsea on watch. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. He was really excited to continue watching the capitulation of Chelsea, but the curse has been lifted as Chelsea came away resounding three-one winners against AFC Bournemouth. Bournemouth to record the first win in 10 matches. It's wow. Just, just incredible stuff, and I think we have a new lucky charm in Alexi. That's it, every <laughs> single time, every single time <laughs> Alexi I hate on
2: Chelsea. just needs to
0: talk shit before the big matches. Bro, I'll
2: talk shit on Chelsea all day. The last thing I want to talk about before uh, we had to break is uh, I saw this uh, TikTok. That and I think that this went viral somewhere else. I don't I think someone maybe posted about it or is like an image, but it's about referee pay. Mm -hmm. So Uh, you know,
0: that's been a question I've had, so I'm glad we're talking about it.
2: So um it was this kind of it was comparing the rates that referees get, and I think this is center officials at in these different leagues, right? So in the Premier League it says the center official gets thirteen hundred Euros per game. So one thousand three hundred Euros per game in the uh, portuguese league 1500 euros per game uh in syria uh sorry in league which is uh in france uh 2900 euros per Ooh, match so you want to work for that in syria mm-hmm. A in italy 3400 euros per match in the bundesliga in germany 3600 per match and in la liga in spain 4,200 euros per match. I don't know exactly where these numbers came from or how real they are. I just, yeah. f- have, it's been making the rounds on social media, so I thought we could discuss it uh, specifically through the lens of uh, how referees get paid in Major League Soccer. Right. Uh, in Major League Soccer, you have different levels of, uh, of referees, right? So it, it depends on like what level you're at that determines how much you're paid so if you're a level one center referee I don't know if you guys have clicked on this article but yeah. if you haven't I was going to say guess how much you th- they make but oh, I, already I, already, I already read it a level one referee in MLS makes $565 a game Whew. and so those steps increase but by the time you're uh, a level four referee I think the most experienced referee um, I don't know what else. I think it's level four uh, either way you have to have at least 76 games of experience at the highest level, and at that point, you receive $875 a game. Uh, and if you get picked to referee the All-Star game, you make $1,500, like an extra bonus mm-hmm. almost. So, I don't know, 875 bucks a game, that's like... It's not much. It's I not mean, great. It is not a lot. It's saying
0: here that. that those in the top bracket earn an annual salary of around 55000 so...
1: That's kind of nuts. Yeah. The fourth official only gets 285 if you're (laughs) level four on top of that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's like nothing.
2: Yeah. I wonder if those guys are local. Well, right. Like, you are you? Are you gonna be local because are you gonna fly? Like, say you live I mean, in like fucking Chicago, and, and that won't they, cover a
1: plane ticket. They pick
2: like... you for a game in Miami. Yeah. And it's like, well, I like. Are you gonna?
0: It's not even worth like. Yeah, it, you'd be losing money.
2: It, yeah, I <laughs> to, mean to commute. They'll probably pay your expenses, but still, you're like, I wasted an entire like half day flying yeah. to the the match, then roughing the match, making my. 300 bucks I would would
0: imagine this is probably just a secondary job like obviously you're not doing it enough to like make it full-time so it's it's a bummer. it's not a bad side gig I
2: guess the thing is these guys have to actually do a lot of work to qualify to even be in these positions that's nuts like you can you can come in with no experience and get a PA job that pays that yeah
0: yeah Right.
2: You know what I mean? You, you can like literally just be like, yes, I'll be on set for 12 hours getting you coffee and running errands and shit. Yeah. And you'll get 300 bucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I, I'd kind of like a, a look in the life of a referee. You know, like what do they do other days? Like are they coaching teams? Are they like reffing? I imagine they're probably reffing for a lot of other leagues.
2: We should, um, we should, uh, do a documentary about a referee. Maybe. I would, I would, would you watch that?
1: I would definitely watch
2: it. Maybe we should make it.
1: It says here that Champions League officials can make up to ten thousand dollars per match. Yeah, that's probably for the final. That is wild money, though, in comparison to like MLS refs. That's a good point. But also, like, how how many? At at like the very top level, though,
0: how many matches can you realistically pick up throughout a season? Like, you're not going to be able to ref. They ref every every weekend. So if you're the ref, you like. Let's say you're the ref for this arena or whatever you get to match a ref every
2: well you're not match. even a ref. i don't think you're a ref for a specific venue is the thing or else that would be like conflict of interest so yeah so that's what you i'm saying moved how moved around to different you have different roles you or different uh gigs you pick up i guess like you're yeah. in different locations but i think every referee is mostly
0: working maybe every you get weekend.
2: a bye week every so often yeah. but you're either working so you're as like a, on the
0: schedule as as a player would be
2: basically yeah you're either working usually as a center ref or sometimes they'll do also they'll work as a fourth official or a var official or something like that
1: interesting they, they take turns i think
2: but. yeah yeah i think we got it uh, that's maybe that's one of my next uh, deep dives is on referees and stuff like that who yeah. knows um all right well let's do this let's uh, let's get to the break we'll take a quick break we'll come back we're going to talk about amy's big question and the history lesson for today has been uh we're trying to turn that segment into more of like it can be whatever, and this yeah. this week it's a deep dive, so All we're right. going into soccer spinoffs. Ooh.
0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm just Ooh, out here. We're back. Struggling for my words. righty <laughs> right. We're back. alrighty, right. We've made it back. Um, anyway, the segment's back.
2: gonna go ham yeah uh, pff, yeah
0: oh well no pun intended because this is the meat of the episode this is the
2: meat of the episode that's true <laughs> I, forget, um, I always forget that this is the meat
0: this is the meat yeah this week uh amy's big question yeah,
2: this is the meat the first segment the first part is the bread yeah this is the meat and then the sprinkles at the end A little dessert
0: yeah well mm, i mean it yeah, doesn't there need to be like other bread to I guess like it's other bread. Complete yeah. the sandwich. Did we do this last week. I think we do this oh every my week. God. It's we
2: just it's <laughs> so a, fucking redundant. It's huh? like a purgatory. It's a soccer <laughs> purgatory. Couldn't be any worse.
0: Anyway, you got a big question? I you know I don't know if it's a big question, but I got a question. Okay. So last night I was watching the playoffs, NBA basketball and uh after after the game i decided to turn on some soccer highlights so then i started watching soccer and i thought why does the match time in soccer count down Mm. and not up and i don't really know if there's a real answer
2: but i thought count count up and
0: not down sorry that's what i mean count up Up. not down because in Sorry, I, was, I no, got it flip-flop. Cause, yeah, because, you know, in, in other, sports, other it hits, sports, the plot, hits
2: zero. It's a... And then it's, and it's, game, it's over. Right? And... In soccer... In so, we, soccer,
0: we're counting up.
2: We wait until that guy running 90th. around the middle of the field points to the middle of the field. Yeah. You know? um, well, why does, in soccer, why does the time count up? That's a, it's an excellent question. I'll start by saying, in college soccer, NCAA soccer, the clock counts
1: down. Also at oh. the at the high school level and all of that it it also counts down. Yeah. The oh, this is very interesting. They pause
2: it whenever the ball's out of play or whatever, and then when the clock hits zero, it hits zero, and so like there are like buzzer beaters and shit in oh. like college soccer. See, because it's very corny.
1: Absolute <laughs> screamer at the buzzer. <laughs> <But> sometimes <laughs>
2: you see. I saw a match one time last year. I randomly turned on. Because it was late at night, and I, I was like, well, I don't want to go to bed yet, so I went to ESPN Plus to see what the hell was on, and there happened to be a random college match that was like um, Bakersfield, like University of California Bakersfield versus someone. It was some West Coast match. Last thing of the night. And I saw a buzzer beater goal, basically. It was scored. Wow. It was all desperation. They just fucking lumped it up. It bounced around, and somehow it went in with like two seconds or three seconds left on the clock. And I was like, Oh, that's I mean, there's something
0: exciting about a buzzer beater, though. Yeah. Like you a, don't really get that. You don't get that in soccer because the time is counting up and.
2: But you do get last minute goals.
0: Yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. Well, I, you know, at first when I was thinking about the time, I was like, maybe it's because of extra time, because yeah. it would be kind of weird. They could add time to the clock, but it kind of makes sense. Like if there is going to be extra time, that you just add it to what's already going. Yeah. But then I.
2: For me, that's, I would guess that it's from the idea of wanting to have a clean break in the match. Like, you don't want the match to end mid attack. You know, right. you want there to be like a, okay, this play has fizzled out or it's, it's, the, the match is, is actively over at this point. You know, you don't want a player like uh, trying to like, you know, make a run and they're playing him in and then like suddenly the buzzer sounds. It's like, well, that's the game. I don't know. Let's,
1: I think it's, it's out of time because they always add on extra at the end of the match, so you can't actually have a buzzer if the game's not over yet, if it's ongoing. Well, yeah, still.
2: but in the in, in college, they just pause the clock. They just, oh, do they? they? I was to gonna it. ask, wow. do yeah. they just like? Yeah, yeah, so if the ball like goes, I, feel, I think if it goes out of bounds, they don't, like you just pick it up, throw it in, they don't do that, but like, if there is a stoppage in play, the referee puts his hands over his head in an X, and then that's a signal to whoever's keeping the clock to okay. pause it
0: so it well, seems like professional soccer is the only soccer that differs
1: I would, or really I would, sport I would, that would, differs would, yeah yeah probably yeah what I would. what about on goal kicks when they're
2: wasting time i think if the referee like sees them wasting time he'll probably say something about it in reality like you know you know the rules like when we were growing you up can, it was six seconds you you're can not allowed time to do that.
1: though Without having well, like time
2: is time will always be wasted. That's 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 what life isn't it? But, <laughs> <laughs> but wow, he just I, got I mean, so philosophical. That's all of life. That's but, what, that's what it is. I don't know. That's I think that's probably it. Could be a technology thing, maybe too. Back in the day, like maybe the referee had the fucking watch, and it was like, I you we're starting at three p.m. on my watch.
1: I that can't just sense. like stop time, yeah. so I kind of just will keep an idea of what yeah. to add on. You're saying it's an it's a uh, Outdated rule, ancient rule that has. Would you, if you
2: remained, could, what would you do? If you would you change it? Would you change it? I would not change it.
0: I don't think I would change it. It just, it just made me kind of wonder why it's like that. Because I would it. it is different.
2: I would change it to count down and go into negative stoppage time Oh, that's so weird. it goes to zero and then it says <laughs> minus one minus two minus three that's so much more complicated i know i, I want to see a complicated game i think it would be cool okay. I mean, even better first half count up second half start at 45 count back down <laughs> you know what i mean it's cyclical it's maybe okay, a that's statement kind of cool. it's a bigger like statement on like art that. and life it's not you know sport sports are just art but different
0: yeah i mean there's definitely very much an art to the game of soccer so why not a
2: beautiful game
0: why not you know make the time artful as well
2: i think i think we just solved it we probably even wrapped the fucking whole podcast up i think we just literally have Mike solved all Don. of soccer in, in a <laughs> nutshell we fixed the game we fixed the game baby but, but r- really
0: really quickly though something else i've noticed is when they do add extra time because you were talking about like you know having the match kind of complete and it's not ending like mid play is that why I have seen sometimes where the ref will kind of let it go mm-hmm. like A little bit longer than what the extra time is.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I mean, yeah. You can also add on extra time in In extra extra time. time. I know. I've seen
0: that. It's it's all very, you know.
2: It's very vague. It's like whatever fits the game the best. Mm -hmm. And also different referees are different. Some referees and also different like countries are different. I feel like in like, uh, for me, it feels like South American game, the South American game, the Latin American game, they're pretty like, you know, they're, at the end, it's like, if I gave you four minutes, I gave you four minutes, and, like, that's it. Well, <laughs> that's ma- kind of how I feel. Over. I feel like that's like, how I would be. But even if people are wasting time, they don't really add time on that much. Whereas, like, in MLS, I feel like they will pretty regularly, it'll be like, okay, there's four added minutes, and
1: it goes, like, six.
2: And yeah. And it creates all this drama afterwards.
1: Well... Remember also in the World Cup when they actually added on all the time that was lost, which, yeah. which was like ten minutes, twelve yeah. minutes, just like insane amounts, and you're just prolonging the game for so long.
2: Yeah, like, the it's, I, I, it's I will nuts. say because this was the first world cup that Amy you really I really like
0: fully watched. I mean, I watched majority of the matches. And
2: so I remember I think in some of the first ones they when they cuz they said beginning before the world cup they go, we're going to add on all the time. And I think everyone was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then like literally that first match I think they added on 12 minutes at the end of like the first half or whatever. I remember just being to you one of those early yeah. matches. I was like this is not standard like yeah, this is crazy
1: i don't know what yeah it, it's absurd usually it's it's only like a couple of minutes right well, like yeah, not, tw- not like 12 10 that's, 15 yeah it's, it's, it's like not, a
0: third of the yeah. right that's like a third of I'd, the whole I'd, I'd, I'd honestly
2: never seen double digits until probably last year or a couple unless, it happens very rarely unless it was like an injury or or, or like, like a catastrophic injury or yeah. like a, a flare getting thrown on the field and some or like a yeah. wild
1: event right that, that, right yeah
2: like a dog, the game, dog yeah. run on the pitch type stuff, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I think they should. Uh,
0: I like your idea of uh, going up and then coming back down. Yeah. So it just starts and ends at zero. It's pretty cool. Right? It's pretty nice, actually.
2: You know, that's how we. That's we how gotta we gotta
0: propose that. We gotta make it happen.
2: I'm gonna write to the soccer dog.
0: Do it. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't have bigger he'll things be like, to he'll think be about. Like, he'll be like
2: my viewers <laughs> have had trouble listening to this podcast. <laughs> It's, it's impossible to find, and the quality is bad.
1: I'll be like, all right, Don. <laughs> if the quality is bad, that's probably all my
0: fault.
1: <laughs> Don can reach out to me personally. Yeah, it's uh, Eric
2: at callingallcasuals.com. Um, all right, let's get into this uh, new segment, the deep dive. The deep dive. So I figured for the deep dive, I was going to go with soccer spinoffs, and I think it's multi-part. Like For this first part, it's just going to be talking about futsal because futsal in my opinion is the biggest soccer spinoff that exists Mm -hmm. and um i was gonna talk about various soccer spinoffs and you know and all that but futsal just has it's it's too it's too big to like bundle it with other things i think it's it's bigger than any other soccer spinoff well i don't know what this is yeah i'm I'm excited i think you're gonna like futsal futsal personally is my favorite flavor of soccer i okay i prefer it to any type of soccer um do you know first of all any soccer spin-offs yourself amy
0: uh i don't i mean i I was as you said soccer spin-offs i mean i know indoor soccer <laughs> that's about the only thing i don't know if that counts and
2: that's basically that's, kind of futsal in a, that's in a nutshell what
1: that is with oh. like other little uh accents added onto it like like a little ball and a uh, little goals and all that yeah futsal is basically (laughs) foosball I'm
2: just kidding foosball is a soccer (laughs) spinoff I literally it is a soccer spinoff I was gonna say like you can kind of compare these soccer spinoffs to like different basketball games right so you know in the last Olympics I think or maybe it was a couple Olympics ago it was the first time they ever had three on three basketball in the Olympics so there was five on five normal basketball and then there was three on three that was weird and the three on three basketball really sucked I thought yeah not good not good but uh Futsal, I love, and it's very good. So, the way futsal works is it's similar to five-a-side soccer. Uh, You have a goalie. The goal is smaller, obviously, um, but you have a goalie, and you have uh, four players. So, you have what they call a fix, which is the defender in the middle. You got two wingers, and you have a pivot, which is a striker. You can call it a striker as Mm -hmm. well. So, you basically form like a little diamond on the pitch, and it's very... Similar to the rules of soccer, except you you think the court is about the size of a basketball court, or maybe a little smaller even, um, and it's a small hard surface court. The ball is you know a normal soccer ball is like a size five, like this, and it's kind of light and airy. Um, it's almost like a maybe a little. It's heavier than a volleyball, but lighter than a basketball. This soccer ball is smaller than that, so it's about this big with my hands okay and it's dense so oh. when you drop it it doesn't bounce it maybe bounces a little tiny bit is but, that
0: because of the surface they're playing on
2: well or it's I'm just because it. different type of ball it's oh. the ball yeah
1: yeah they well
0: no i mean did they make it that way to be played on that surface or
1: It's a excellent question i the yeah. whole point i think is to have it be played on the ground to just limit like having got it the ball in the air i so, see
2: If you it's a kind of ball where like if you hit it, you know, a normal soccer ball, if you strike it with the top of your foot, normal soccer ball flies nicely and it like bends and swerves and does that. A futsal ball isn't going to fly like that. It's going to fly very differently. And it also, like you said, it will hurt your foot a little bit if you do it wrong. So what happens in futsal is a lot of the game is played by rolling the ball with the sole of your foot or scooping it like this. So you flip it up. Mm. So rather than kicking it with the I mean, obviously you can still kick it and right. put it in the air. But like it, the more general style is to roll and to and to like flick and to scoop. And uh, I kind of grew up Learning that style, which is why I love it. You it, know,
1: it's all about ah. the tricks and flicks in the futsal. It's all about your individual technique. That's why all the Brazilians absolutely go crazy for it.
2: Yeah, it's true. And it, there's um even, there was a player, the greatest futsal player of all time was this guy Falcao, and he was a Brazilian guy. I don't really know much else about him, but he's a absolute beast. He played. He, I think he scored like over a thousand goals in his career. Oh wow! We're talking about, <laughs> um, but yeah like I said my personal favorite type of soccer I don't know Eric do you have any experience with, with futsal
1: um, I, I do and I can tell you right now it's really hard it, it, because you just have to adjust how you play I primarily always play on like the a large pitch and this is this is a lot harder it's it's a lot quicker you have to be on point like with your touch mm-hmm. with, with your dribbling with literally everything so it it takes a, b- a bit of adjusting t- to get used to it, but ultimately it is really fun.
2: I personally like it more cause my fitness is not great. So when I play like a full size match, it's a full size match is fine cause you have a lot of space. And if you just conserve your energy the right way, you'll be fine. But generally speaking, like, you know, playing in America when you play on a large pitch, you're going to play against other athletic people. Like yeah. the people will be athletic. They're going to have stamina and shit. But when you play on, uh, when you play futsal, well, it probably won't, maybe there'll be a couple Americans there, but it's mostly gonna be immigrants. And fitness is not really that important at mm-hmm. the small, at the low level, at like our pickup futsal level, you know?
1: I don't know how you play, but I I, I think it's ex- extremely important. It's yeah. a lot of running. Like. It is a it lot of running, is. I know. It's a crazy amount of but running. But I'm just and, saying. And, and it's all end to end, like nonstop. But at our, at our like low level, you're At less likely. Of the lowest yeah. level, Which is what yeah. I play. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Absolutely. That's
2: what I'm saying though. Is that's like when all I you, know. When you just pick up and play, it's not going to be that crazy. Whereas like when you play a full field match, you'll you'll have to run. Like you can't not run on a full field. In futsal, you can be like, yeah, I'm going to be the center back and just kind of like distribute and you know. This, it, you're right though. There is, uh, it's a different kind of movement. It's yeah. like very much like basketball. So this sport was invented in the 1930s, right? Mm. Um, the First World Cup was in 1930 as well. Right. And this guy, uh, his name was uh, Juan Carlos Seriani. He's a it was a Uruguayan teacher. Right. And he invented this sport for the YMCA because he wanted to create uh, an, a, a version of soccer that was like similar to traditional soccer, but could be played indoors or outdoors. Mm. Didn't need a big field. Got it. And I think part of what was driving this was that Uruguay had just won the World Cup and so they were like oh we want to play this sport more and we want to like get better at it and you know just make this sport exist for like physical fitness and that kind of thing. Yeah. So he decided to combine basketball with handball with water polo and soccer right obviously soccer. So he took the elements of the amount of players on the court and the way that you keep time which I think actually they, I believe they count down actually in futsal. But he took oh, he interesting. took yeah he took that from basketball. Okay. He took the size of the court and like the goalie boxes because they're not boxes; they're kind of arches. He took that from handball. He took the concept of the goalkeeper somehow from water polo, which I guess he took it from soccer too. But maybe the goals are smaller, so okay. that's the water polo element, and then soccer is the rest of it. So. You know, this basically gym teacher, I guess, created this game in 1930.
0: Yeah, I was about to say it sounds very much like a gym game.
2: Yeah. And uh, in in 1933, they decided to publish the first official rules. um, And then the sport started to spread and the rules were kind of vaguely being followed, like mostly being followed, but it obviously had its own flavors. And actually the YMCA spread it throughout South America. Um, So that is kind of how you know, it, it got its start, which is very weird. I didn't even know the YMCA was like a thing that went beyond uh, the United States. I didn't either.
0: So so that's interesting.
2: Yeah, it's very bizarre. Um, and I said, you know, futsal was a bit like Shakira at that point. It was happening wherever, whenever, <laughs> all weather, indoors, outdoors. And it was great for keeping all of the athletes in shape even out of season. So they not just soccer players like other athletes would play this to um, stay in shape. Unless you're Alexi, who thinks you don't need to be in shape to play. I don't need to be in shape to play. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not an athlete. I never claimed to be an athlete. I'm an artist. So I just show up and play and I bring the ginga to it and that's fire. Um, they brought it to Brazil. Speaking of jinga, this guy, Joao Latufo brought it to Brazil and that's where it really caught like fire. Mm-hmm. People in Brazil loved the shit. They were like, Holy shit. I can play futsal and then, you know, eat a fucking cochinia. This is going to be legendary. (laughs) Uh, So they loved it. Uh, They adapted the game a little bit and in 1956 a new rule book was written that became adopted as the official international rules. So at that point, this game that was like 25 years ago, 25 years before that, just a gym teacher in Uruguay made it. Now it's got international rules and stuff. Um, In 1965, they form an official South American Confederation. And there's this one journalist. This was, I thought I thought this was pretty crazy. There was one journalist, Jose Antonio Inglés, who loved it so much that he actively would push coverage of these tournaments and he would go like cover these tournaments. And because he was like covering the tournaments is probably part of the reason that got popular. Yeah. And so people were like, whoa, we did not know this existed. And he kind of actually drove the popularity of the sport and he invented the name futsal. So that came from Fuchibol de Salau, which means football of the salon, indoor soccer. Okay. so uh, I wonder
0: what they were calling it before.
2: um, Yeah, that's a great question. I don't even know. But then it became futsal at that point. It was uh, just probably indoor soccer is what they were calling it. But, you know, futsal became the name around in the 60s uh, around this time. Um, And yeah, from there, it's kind of. I know I do this every week. From there, it's kind of just been futsal. There's a lot. <laughs> the Everything <end>. falls
0: <laughs> out, falls off after like the 50s yeah. or 60s. Well, the
2: thing—I mean, we could. I'm just kidding. The, here's here's the thing: we could go deep into like th- all of the different like leagues that started springing up, and and yeah. like all of the different you know players who played, and and the country's performances, and maybe the country's performances is the most interesting thing to talk about. Just because we don't know any of these players, because we're not well versed in it, and obviously right. it doesn't get coverage like it maybe did in the '60s in Brazil. Yeah, if you if we lived in Brazil, we'd probably be way more around it. But I just don't think it's that recognized. Like I I I can
1: well, I know where to watch the U.S. Open Cup. I don't know where to watch futsal. <laughs> What's interesting is that it's not in the Olympics. Yes, like, I would have absolutely 100% assumed it would be. Yeah, I was. There's like
0: at the very beginning, I was thinking it must be in the Olympics.
1: I thought that I thought there's
2: like esports in Olympics now. Like. I wonder if maybe at some point it was in the Olympics, then it got pulled or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think they should bring it back though. Because I think would be sick like in
0: indoor things are, I don't know, like They're pretty Olympics common. Built. They're yeah. built for the Olympics. They really you know? are. They're built for it. Um. I, I guess, is it is it a popular youth sport in America? Like, I personally have never heard of it, but...
2: I don't think it's necessarily a popular youth sport because it's, specifically... It's, it's spe- popular. Futsal specifically, There's though. Local leagues. But, but specifically, futsal, I don't think is, is pop. I think indoor soccer is popular, where they'll be, like, on like playing on the level. turf with, like, the fucking normal ball. But if you're playing, like, actual futsal, that, that's not that popular. I played in leagues, dude. So. Yeah, but but we're fucking like you're the ultra first of all, and we also <laughs> are out here like deeply embedded in the fucking scene, bro. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, but you I, go to I, Cleveland. Good luck finding futsal. The
0: soccer to futsal pipeline. Omaha,
2: Omaha futsal. Omaha futsal. Would is that amazing. where you play? <laughs> Omaha but futsal. Club. I
0: almost <laughs> feel like you wouldn't really get into futsal unless you were into soccer.
2: You know what's funny? Absolutely. Is in in Portland, there's actually a place, Rose City Futsal, which is like. They have futsal and indoor soccer. They have both. Okay. but friend of the show, Matt, he plays at Rose City Futsal. Oh, and uh, he got he sent me a picture the other day of his fingers taped together with like a splint or something, both hands. And I was like, what did you do? And he was like oh, you know, they put me in goal. And I was like, oh, shit, that's weird. Your hands must have not, you must have just put your hands wrong. And then he was like, no, I, I, the league I play in is a futsal league. This guy didn't start playing soccer for the first time until January and joined a futsal league. And then they put him in goal for one game. Of course, you're going to fucking break your hands. Yeah, like, that,
0: I was also thinking about that. Like, if No gloves, is probably he- no gloves. If the don't ball don't. is heavier, that must really change the way that you know goals are scored and yes. then also how you goalkeeper gold yeah i don't know
2: how you, well a lot of the kind of thoughts are to keep the ball you don't on the use floor. your fingers
1: like you, you definitely you, use you, your fingers yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i can
2: imagine that would but hurt it's it's more about keeping the ball on the floor so like a lot of the goals that you will see in futsal are more like passing the ball around people in such a way that you don't even have to strike the ball in the goal you can just like roll it in or you can pass yeah. it in it's kind of like street soccer in a way. It's all, or like, it's I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining
0: like the hockey goalies, you know, kind of how they,
2: they kind of wobble around. Kind of. I mean, kind of get low.
0: Yeah, get low. They need those like knee pads. or nah, something. Nah, nah,
2: nah, 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 nah. <laughs> um No, yeah, they, they probably wear, they probably wear some sort of, maybe they wear some sort of knee pads. I don't really know. I've never actually done the research, um, but I might go play some futsal this weekend got invited to a match so we'll see hmm. Um this one I wanted to ask you guys can you guess the top five teams as of November 2022 the top five futsal countries in in the world yes because okay. yeah, we're going to go with, with countries and I was um, like I don't even know a futsal I think <laughs> team I, I, there's one in here that I think you might be surprised about because you're going to go <laughs> one of these things is not like the other but well, Go I'm ahead. gonna I'm gonna throw Brazil in. Brazil's number one. Okay, Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay are not in the top ten. Yeah, no, Uruguay are, they are twenty. They're twenty fifth. Yeah. USA? No, fuck no. No, <laughs> oh, USA. <laughs> oh God, absolutely not. Italy? USA are 49th. Is it no.
0: mostly like a South American sport, or I'll, is tell, it I'll give you a hint. There's, there's
2: two South American teams in the top five. Okay, and there's three. European teams.
0: OK, so I would guess Portugal.
2: Portugal's number two. OK. You got any guesses? What other South
0: American team?
2: I'm I'm going to go Russia. Russia, number five. That's the Woo! outlier. Yeah. Russia is the nice. outlier because we actually have beaches in the South. We got beaches all over the Black Sea and we're about to have, about to have more. <laughs> Sorry. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. But they got <laughs> beaches all over the Black Sea. So they really do practice. Uh, they they practice like in well, yeah. I guess, now what
0: do the beaches have to do? With sorry, it? my you're, bad. You're, in my head, you're, you're right. bringing in a whole new element. In my head, there. I was
2: in beach soccer land because Russia are actually a top team in beach soccer as well. Okay, which okay. is crazy because they're not that good at actual soccer. Okay, but they're really good at beach soccer and a futsal. But okay. um, um. Well, we yeah, we'll be better at beach soccer. That's a deeper dive for a different episode. They're actually
1: very different, and that's an interesting correlation that you just made. How they are they actually excel at, at one and not at the other.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah we're good at beach soccer we're good at futsal but if it gets bigger we're not very good anymore i think uh we're good at ho- It's because it's hockey probably that's why because we're used to like small it could be could be Yeah, and well, we're probably good at basketball um, too. we were back in the day at some point
0: all right i'm gonna guess argentina argentina
2: number four okay. there's one more left It's number three
0: and that's a european team
2: i uh, can give the portugal's neighbors Oh, Spain. That's right. That
0: was I. I was actually going to guess
2: Spain. Yeah. So Brazil, Portugal, Spain, Argentina. That all makes sense. Yeah. Russia. Russia. <laughs> that makes no fucking sense. Number six, Iran. So it's okay. It's weird. Wait, Let's, wait. According to this, Iran. Yeah, Iran. Number six. Kazakhstan, number seven. What? I know, it's nuts. Morocco. Oh my God. Morocco, and then for ninth place, there's a tie, Paraguay, and Ukraine. So...
1: So there you go. You've got to be kidding um, me. How that's, the, that's the most insane thing I've ever So heard, do no. they
0: have World Cup champions or or so like championships? How does... Yes. How does the play
2: work? Because you said it's FIFA
0: recognized. I love
2: this question. So there are two major tournaments. There is the AMF World Cup, which is the, I guess, the... Uh, I don't even know what it really stands for, but it's the futsal like some global futsal federation. That's not FIFA. And then there is the FIFA World Cup. So it wasn't FIFA uh, recognized to start. I don't think I think it was AMF that was the main kind of, uh, you know, governing body or whatever. But either way, right now, there's two major tournaments, the AMF World Cup and the FIFA World Cup, the FIFA World Cup. they're they still I think they're supposed to decide some point this year where the next one's going to be and the U.S. was it's in the running so would be kind of cool to go to the futsal world cup but I think it's going to end up being in like Morocco or something.
0: Okay I I have another question about it. Is this a like an all gender sport meaning are the the teams mixed
2: no 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 it's men's and women's so AMF actually does a women's world cup. FIFA has never done a women's futsal world cup but they just announced last December that they're going to do their first ones. There will be a FIFA Women's Futsal World Cup. So that should be But should doesn't be this rip. kind
0: of sound like a, a game that could be like mixed teams?
2: Yeah, probably. It does. You're right. It Maybe they should do a mixed. They should do like a division. That's a co-ed division. Yeah, that'd, that'd be really cool. cool. Um, look, I'm going to give you some uh, of these... Teams that uh, have won the past World Cups, right? So the last one was held in Lithuania. Portugal finished first. They beat Brazil two-one in the final. In 2016, Russia finished second. They lost to Argentina five-four oh, wow. in the final. Wow, that was tight. Yeah, and your boys, Iran, finished third. They beat Portugal in penalties in the fourth place or the third place game, I should say. So. Brazil won the one before that and the first one was held in 1989. So Brazil have won one, two, three, four, five of the World Cups the, of mm-hmm. the nine that have happened. Brazil's won five. Before. Yeah. Russia's finished second, once and third once. Uh, and fourth twice. So you know they get there. Respectable results, uh, I think. USA finished in the first ever uh, futsal World Cup. USA finished third in the second futsal world's cup usa finished second oh and since then fallen, off. Yeah, really they fall, fallen off really falling they're really falling off um and yeah why you, and why do you think that is i don't i think i imagine that they probably just I mean, got in early and no one was really playing like the brazilians i feel
0: like point. it's hard enough like we're trying to just develop soccer it's like that's just kind of one other layer that
1: it is a little there's bit interesting. A lot of, interesting. There's a lot of resources here though. Lots of YMCA's who can host all yeah. this. I don't think Yeah, yeah like, I wonder if YMCA like is League still and, involved. And I I
2: don't I think the YMCA would probably be involved in like a uh, Like I mean in way.
0: like they host the you know the leagues or whatever
2: yeah exactly like little tournaments <coughs> wow actually russia lost to the u.s in that first one they they didn't get out of the group because the u.s beat them to it mm. that's a bummer um yeah i don't know i don't know why it doesn't why it doesn't uh grow here i just don't think people are, are really interested in playing it i think that it's it's just you don't you know they're not really they don't teach soccer that way here maybe if they taught soccer a little different people would play it more but soccer's not really taught like that it's taught as a sport on a big field technique isn't isn't a part of it until like you want to be more advanced you know it's just all it should be hoof and run right pretty much it's, it's it's based around athleticism and like I feel like like all American sports I think, yeah and then you know also again there's so much other shit to do here yeah there's basketball there's football there's baseball there's fast food there's movies <laughs> so you, can, you can do whatever you want e <laughs> now
1: Esports. No. E-sports uh, hang out at home on goodness. the computer you can and, do it
2: all and you're a virtual athlete um so Crazy. you know what maybe it was the women's world cup that it was going to be in the u.s either way I'd like to go to a futsal match at some point. Yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm guys... kind of
0: intrigued now. Like, I want to know how to watch a match. Yeah. Besides YouTube, obviously, I could watch like
2: a match on
0: YouTube. But... You should
2: actually watch some highlights because they're fucking sick. It's yeah. like by far the coolest soccer Flavor, in my opinion. Interesting. Any final thoughts on futsal before we uh, hit the break? I just
0: can't stop thinking about how heavy the ball is. I don't know. It's, it's like it's just really it's not that
1: heavy, though. I
0: know, but I I just want to like it's just feel like, the ball. I want to
1: like a bit more dense. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It's it's not the like density
0: heavy. is really getting stuck in my mind though. Like I've been stuck on that since you mentioned
1: yeah. it. <laughs> it's uh, we'll
2: bring one in. Like we'll bring how one in do they week. kick
0: it? How you know?
2: It's, it's it's not really that bad like you'll be able you would be able to kick it yeah. and be like oh it's fine just that after a while of kicking it you can tell the difference right. i mean you, it's like yeah you know it's it's heavier it, for doesn't, sure.
1: it doesn't bounce yeah like it just remains on the ground yeah like when you hit it like on the ground it takes like a little bobble and that that's it
2: yeah
0: well i'm interested it's uh, this was very interesting never heard of it before so there you go learned a new sport today
2: All right. Well, um, let's do this. Let's hit a break. And then when we come back, we will talk about the uh, superstitious 11. We got and Eric's going to walk us through a lot of those because he did the research. So I love it. I'm excited. Perfect. We're back. The pop 11 is underway and it is a very, uh, very superstitious squad. It's called the Squad of Stupendous Superstition. And this is a producer Eric original. This is his first segment he's ever written for the show, um, and I think I think it's gonna. I think fucking he did a really good job. Rush. I'm really excited about. I this think one. we are gonna have probably mm. the the the, uh, the segment of a lifetime. Okay. Can I say that? Let's do Can it. I yeah, it? let's. I, um no. <laughs> Eric's <laughs> let's not. Let's keep so feet sure. in the ground. All right. Well, I'll I'll you know what I'll start it off because I said it's a segment of a lifetime, but it might not be. A very long lifetime if Aaron Ramsey scores again (laughs) because uh, I went ahead and put Aaron I I picked Aaron Ramsey as the captain I gave him the C because it's just important Um, he is wearing the captain's armband he's in the midfield for us and it is the curse of Aaron Ramsey I'll be honest with you guys I left my laptop at home so I'm doing this on an iPad so I'll just (laughs) tell you what I know off the off the top um, because I can't access the notes in this in this uh, sheets thing Uh, Aaron Ramsey whenever he scores someone dies like no pretty much He scored i think 70 something goals in his career and i think 23 of them some like famous person has like died oh
0: my god you're right within three days yeah
2: like who, like, who are some of the ex- examples i know there are some famous examples in there
0: um you got any ted kennedy osama bin laden steve jobs
2: so not all Whitney bad. houston
0: <laughs> paul walker Robin Williams. David, not David Bowie.
2: David Bowie. Alan
0: Rickman.
1: Yeah.
0: Holy, Olivia Newton-John. That's probably one of the most recent ones.
1: Yep, that was indeed on his last. Uh, he had a goal for Nice, uh, I believe, and that coincided with <sighs> Olivia Newton-John passing away. Wow. Aaron Ramsey <laughs> is wild. a stone-cold
0: killer.
2: That's when crazy. When he scores. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully um, he doesn't score very much anymore but uh for me i gotta say that that made him the captain because that yeah. curse of aaron ramsey's real and how superstitious is it who knows it's uh, it's pretty loose it's, but
0: it's very uh interesting coincidence though the
1: correlations yeah. are pretty wild yeah.
0: now if the, you know if this was like somebody bad was dying i would be all for it he took he got david bowie and robin williams like it's not all you know <laughs> he got <laughs>
2: them
1: he got them that's hilarious yeah, yeah but it was all worth it to take out osama uh, yeah Aaron. Uh, all right ladies and gentlemen right. we got him
0: <clears throat> all right um let's uh since we started with the captain let's just go to like ownership and manager okay um the manager of the team
2: oh this is your favorite this
0: this was uh i was immediately drawn to this one uh raymond dominic am i saying that right you might have dominic dominic i think um he managed the french national team from 2004 to 2010 and here's why he's my guy he had a keen interest in astrology and admittedly so he's you know he's made it known that he believes into in astrology and really takes this seriously specifically he's had a particular issue with scorpio's and i said who hasn't <laughs> um, but he's labeled them as reckless unreliable troublesome and attention seeking and no scorpio's actually played for france during his time
2: how would you label them
0: um, you know I don't have. It's, they're not all bad, but they do definitely get a bad rap. I always like to joke. You know, as a fire sign, I always say that Scorpios wish they were a fire sign, but they're a water sign, so they're actually very sensitive. Um, but they, you know, they can come off as like a bit uh cold mm. and calculated. Okay. Um, but I'm I no astrology.
2: Beef Here's here. the thing: you got two Gemini's on this show right now, so yeah. we're. We're like the Scorpios of the. Uh,
0: well, you're the air. Flip side. You're the air. Yeah. You're the air sign. People hate so. us
2: equally, though. People hate Scorpios. People hate Gemini's. It's that true.
0: Gemini's also get a bad rap. Well, just why do they hate like, Gemini's? I mean, people hate all signs, really, but, you know, Geminis are kind of known to be, like, a little two-faced, so you never know That's which side bullshit. you're going to get. here.
2: Um, See, well, why, why are you going to call me out, bro? You're part of the brotherhood as well. What are you talking about? No, listen, I, you
1: know... <laughs> I'm just out here producing, bro. <laughs> I,
0: as a, you know, as a platonic relationship, I love Geminis. You guys, like, fuel my fire, which is great. You know, we kind of, like... Hype each other up Let's And keep each go. other going We're
2: like Amy Ultras Yeah You know <laughs>
1: We're out <of> here
0: <laughs> um, But anyway That's our manager um, So a,
1: a fun fact Yeah Really quick um, The Arguably the two Greatest players Who ever lived Maradona And the Brazilian The Pele Pele <laughs> The Brazilian Probably Geminis I'm assuming Scorpios Oh, oh so, Interesting So Hypothetically If he was in charge Of a team That could choose Those players He would opt not to play arguably the two best players who have ever lived
2: that's very interesting you know maybe one thing we should do because how many signs are there 12 yes we should do a, a starting a pop 11 of the best of each sign uh, like the that number one be. right so so like <clears throat> for the best gemini gets a spot on the team the best scorpio and then yeah. raymond dominic's the manager and then the owners whoever's yeah, left i mean over.
0: that could be that c- I don't know because we haven't done the research, but yeah. that might be challenging because it is strange. That, like, I guarantee you that there are some positions that are very dominant with the sign. And there's probably some signs that, like, aren't really represented. But yeah. we'll see. I'll, I'll look into
2: that. Maybe. all the, I think all the strikers, I imagine, are going to be... Scorpios or Geminis or like some sort of like like uh, Aries, you know? Yeah. And I think that the or center Leo's, mids. Or Leos. I don't know. I
0: feel like Leos. The
2: defensive mids are going to be Virgos because they're balanced. Yeah. You know? We'll see. Or maybe like the center backs will be Virgos. I don't know. Stay,
0: I, stay tuned for a potential. I got a couple
1: more for you. I, I got a couple more. Okay. You. Fun facts? Uh, Alessandro de, Del Piero was okay. also s- Scorpio. Paul Scholes um, off the top of my head off top of your head, you he these? <laughs> Marco Van Basten. Uh, and that's it. Where are you getting this
2: from? <laughs> Did you actually just know this? Research. Oh, so this is from your other research. You didn't put it in the notes, though. It, no, it's not it in is, the notes. It is not in our notes. Yeah, it's just off, off this the dome. This, with,
0: this is why he's the producer. Cause I'm,
2: I'm withholding information. I love that. That's good. Little, bonus, little bonus facts. Yeah. Um, Alright, well, that's our uh, that's our, our coach. Our owner is a guy named Romeo On Onconitani. Romeo Anconetani and I I don't have the uh, again like I said I fucked everything up this week by not bringing (laughs) my laptop so I have like really small ideas of what's happening but he was salting the pitch so Mm. I'm guessing this man would just go out pre-match and put salt all over the pitch because it was a good thing to do
0: kind of it It says the bigger the match the more salt that was required for me It's, it's kind of funny that our like owner and manager like that's kind of like a very witchy thing of him to do. What salt? Yeah, I mean salt it's, is used a lot in like magical rituals. They so. put salt
2: on the streets when it's frozen. They do. So they may, do. The city is run by witches. I wish the city would be better if it, it was would run would by be witches. witches. Um, um, but yeah. So I guess he's salting the pitch, which is uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool for an owner. I guess he's not going out there by himself. He's hiring someone to do it. I was gonna say for an owner to get out there, and I was like, no, he's not actually.
1: I mean, at I don't himself. know. He right. might. He there's actually pictures of him throwing the salt onto he, the pitches. Those wow. are on the internet. It, it, it does
0: say that this ritual reached its peak on in December of 1990 when he sprinkled a reported 57 pounds of salt onto Jesus. the plane surface before an important match um, versus Marcelo. Lipis Marcello S- Lipi Mar- uh, yeah, I, you know,
1: Sassana yeah. Sassana Sassana, and they went on to actually win the match 3 2.
0: So that didn't work, I guess. It,
1: um, it did work, they actually won. Oh, they won. Okay, yeah. sorry. It, it was a very important match. It was he the owner of Pisa? Is that what it said? Pisa, yeah, Pisa.
2: That's where the tower <clears throat> was leaning. Maybe yep. the foundation's fucked up because there's so much salt. <laughs> it is leaning. <laughs> <pretty cool> still. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. Let's, uh, let's get back to the, uh, the starting eleven. Yeah. Um, let's let's just start from the top. Let's like oh, yeah, we'll start for with it. the go goalkeeper. It, yeah. Um this is a backup keeper for the Argentine national team. Sergio Goyochea.
2: Uh I would probably
1: Goy-che- say go- I'd probably go- say Goy
0: Goicochea.
1: Sergio Goicoche.
0: so he got his big Chance with the, the team um, when the starting goalkeeper actually broke his leg against the Soviet Union in the group stage in the 1990 World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, he performed very well in that match. And it says that during the match, he. I guess he wasn't allowed to like take a break take a little bathroom break so he decided to relieve himself on the pitch and that led him to believe that this must bring him some type of good luck so i guess he just kept it going he kept
2: peeing on the pitch he
0: just kept peeing on the
2: pitch (laughs) well you know shoot out urination (laughs) it's funny that's actually a, a pretty like um maybe not well, that's pretty well known. I mean, players pee on the pitch all the time. Like in warmups, they don't pee on it. They go off of it, obviously. Yeah. But then they just like move their shorts and they just kind of pee while they're stre- Some players have been known to pee while they're stretching. And uh, I think players have actually gotten like yellow or red cards for that if, in recent time. At least I've read something
1: about that. Yeah. But, apparently, um, uh, apparently, it was like in a huddle, in a team huddle, and he he took a knee and just (laughs) he took a knee and took a pee pee. (laughs) I
0: mean listen when you gotta go you gotta go you you want to be comfortable when you're playing so it apparently worked for him and he repeated this ritual for the rest of his career
2: um I'm gonna go and uh jump into the defense here I want to put Laurent Blanc uh on as the next one on the list Laurent Blanc is is a legend he's cool but um in the 1998 World Cup and the 2000 World Cup, he started this superstition tradition of uh kissing uh, Fabien Barthez on his bald little head. I love so this, so he would kiss him on the head, and uh, I think they were getting positive results, they were doing yeah. very well. And the entire teams kind of started believing in it, and then I think before long, the entire team was kissing him on the head. And uh, they had other you know, um, superstitions during that World Cup as well, but it worked out because. Famously, they won the 1998 World Cup. It was in France, and France won it. And uh, I guess Laurent Blanc continued to uh, kiss Fabian Barthez's head as well uh, after that. And in Euro 2000, France won Euro 2000 as well. So, it adorable. Was, you know, you gotta sometimes you gotta kiss your bald goalie on the head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's a whole vibe.
0: Um. Well, up next we have Bobby Moore, and he was famous for being the last one to put on his shorts in the locker room. So I guess he would literally stand there holding his shorts, waiting until everybody else was fully dressed, and then he would finally put them on. Um, And everyone on the team was aware of it, and they would purposely take a long time sometimes to get dressed, so he'd just have to be standing there pantsless. And I guess he continued this ritual. Um, Yeah, I don't know exactly when or why it started, but that was just some superstition that he had and had it, to keep it going.
1: It was like a good luck thing. Like, he just always had to do it because yeah. if he wasn't the last guy to put on his freaking shorts, and he thought it affected yeah. all the luck on the team. And,
0: it, yeah, sometimes it's like that. It's, it's like insane. you just pick this, like, weird little random thing to do, and yeah. then you do it once, and you kind of, it's like an OCD and, thing. I guess you just got to I repeat just, it.
1: And I just want to mention that um, he... England have, have only won the World Cup one time in right. 1966, 66. 66, yeah. I believe. It. Yeah, it was 66. And, and he was their captain. The fearless leader on your team, the one everyone <laughs> has to look up to, was standing around with his pants off in the dressing room before every match, waiting I for it. everyone else to get dressed, to, to put them on. It's just incredible stuff, really. That's I wild. It. I, um, I got to say, like... For me, that's a superstition I have before
2: I leave the house. I make sure I'm the last one putting my shorts on. Yeah, man. I I, I do this at my local YMCA all the time. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to move into uh, a next defender, Ma- Malvin Kamara. Malvin Kamara, uh, you wrote, Eric, you wrote Willy Wonka. I figured out a way to pull the articles up, by the way, now, so I can actually do this a little better. I you wrote Willy Wonka? And so I was like, oh, does he just like eat chocolate or something? No. This man, (laughs) grown-ass man, watches Willy Wonka before every match. He watches the Gene Wilder movie. Um, And he says uh, that it calms his nerves and gives him luck, but he does not like Tim Burton's remake. He said, the Depth one just offends me. (laughs) He said, I have to watch Wonka before every game. It gets me in the right mood. (laughs) It's been my favorite since I was little. Um, And so, that's a little too, in my opinion, just like too much of a superstition. I don't, I I wouldn't have, I couldn't dedicate like two hours basically yeah. to a superstition. That's a lot of time.
1: Yeah. It is estimated that he has spent over 300 hours of his life. Oh my gosh. Watching this one film prior to every single match. That, huh? that is yeah. insanity. Gotta do that, what you gotta, a, gotta it's do. It's either a
2: bit or it's uh, like autism or something. I don't know what. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on, but. Well as long as he can't play well every single fucking match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's played well every single match he's ever it played. Just, like,
0: I mean it sounds like it makes him feel better. It just kind of yeah, gets him enough. in the right. Maybe it's just like his version of meditation it just happens yeah. to be a really long I, meditation.
1: And I think that's exactly what it is. He said it It, it calms him down. Yeah. Calms yeah. his
0: nerves. Uh, and it gets yeah, him like enough. into the
1: mood I guess. Yeah. Alright
0: well Alexi you're going to love the next one then.
2: Oh God. John Terry. I hate John Terry and I don't know what this is about but let's see. <laughs> well he has
0: numerous so talk about wasting your time doing one thing um shout
2: out by the way this is from the mirror so we we know that it's uh well researched (laughs) yeah
1: it's quality journalism Um,
0: but he has admitted to these things so he admittedly gets really nervous before matches and he said that in order to calm his nerves he has to follow very specific rituals and superstitions every match day these include always parking in the same spot listening to the same Usher album. I need to know which album exactly. It doesn't Unbelievable. specify. Unbelievable. Sitting in the same spot on the team bus, using the same urinal, taping each sock three times, avoiding the color red, and avoiding touching the ball in the dressing room. Um, it sounds like he might be just kind of a little OCD because it's. <laughs> he was also really particular about his equipment. He would never wear a pair of cleats i'm sorry he would wear three pairs of cleats each match what's really one for warm-up one for the first half and one for the second half and he also had a lucky pair of shin pads that he used for over 10 years i can't imagine how bad those smelled the same pair of shin pads
2: yeah well i, I feel like i haven't changed my shin pads out since college yeah exactly but yeah. do you play as often a lucky as he did no. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely don't. He I plays don't every single how, day. I don't know what the lifetime
0: problem. of a shin pad is, but apparently he lost them at an away match while he was in Barcelona and he was inconsolable in the dressing room afterwards. God, and he dude, thought his career would be baby. over. What a fucking so, baby, bro. Yeah, I that, don't know. He sounds a little a little loco, but
2: <laughs> it says the thing about him <laughs> not liking legend. the not liking the color red is pretty interesting because I feel like if you were to know that as a opposing team, you would probably just put red all over the opposing Oh, you could room. totally
0: fuck with him, yeah. yeah.
2: He's like a bull when well, he sees red. You see the you see the red, you're gonna get the horns. The it was Terry like hands. a rival thing. Yeah, the Arsenal Chelsea. The thing. rivals
1: are Arsenal and Manchester United who always wear the color red. So. Yeah. John Terry's a uh wanker. Let's put it that way. Absolute legend. Chelsea oh. captain. Do you wanna you wanna do
2: one of these? One of these midfielders? Not Aaron Ramsey's we already got him. I'll I'll do Gennaro Gattuso. Gennaro Gatuso. Gennaro
1: Gattuso. Fucking legend. So he was an Italian player and in the 2006 World Cup he uh he had a lot of uh rituals that he had to perform and he uh when he arrived there he Wore a sweater, and then he had to wear the same one every single day for for the (laughs) remainder of the tournament. When he came to the World Cup, keep in mind, yes, when he arrived there, wearing like a tracksuit. This was in two thousand six. It was it was like a tracksuit top. Yeah. So he had to wear that every single day for the remainder of the tournament. It's like a little kid with his
0: like security
1: blanket. And and also, keep keep in mind. The World Cup takes place in the summer, so it is very, very hot. Again, so, a
0: really stinky piece of clothing. He, he was
1: he was really <laughs> uncomfortable that entire tournament.
0: I wonder what started it. Like what is it about that sweater? Was it just that no one he knows. arrived in it and felt lucky and was like, I'm just not taking this off.
1: It's a mental thing. Like yeah, you just also he uh prior to a match versus the Czech Republic, he had to place all all of his things in bags in in the hotel room and because they won and beat czech republic he had to do that prior to every single match so basically
2: italy played czech republic and the the manager was like boys bags packed because if we lose we have to leave and so they won so they stayed and so he unpacked and they repacked his bags every time before every match and but you know what they won that world cup didn't they 2006
1: it's it's a lot of packing oh, so he got really good I was going to get to that oh my <laughs> bad I'm sorry spoiler alert Lex. spoiler alert sorry all right one more thing about G- Gennaro Gattuso it was also reported that he had to read a book in Russian while on the toilet prior to kickoff of every <laughs> single match. Dude, so you...
0: he was also a strange one, and, too, it sounds.
1: And yes, they did go on to win the 2006 World Cup. That's kind of nice. Well,
0: the good news for him is by the time they won, he was an expert at packing a suitcase, so he could probably get ready like at the drop of a hat.
2: I'm kind of surprised he was packing his own suitcase. I kind of I'm like someone else doing Well, maybe.
0: I'm, I'm imagining that, that he was doing it himself. Probably was doing He probably himself. was actually if he Did it
1: you know it's, if he had he was so again. Like, it's like kind of that repetitive shit. thing yeah. Interesting Um you have anything else on Gennaro Yeah I- I'm impressed that he could read Russian
2: I don't think he could read I think he was reading A translation right you think it was translated I think It was translated yeah. but who knows I don't want to hey If he can that's fucking sick that'll um, have to Be a deep dive yeah um the next One we got uh Jack Grealish Nice Jack Grealish and his low Socks um He said it began one season when I was 15 or 16 (laughs) and the socks in training kept shrinking. I had to wear them underneath my calves and that season I ended up playing really well. So I ended up uh, keeping them like that. To this day, I've still got them that kind of stuff. And he says his shin pads are. This is one thing he's able to wear socks so low because his shin pads are kid size, like seven to eight years Uh old. I think that's a that's a common thing. A lot of players like wearing very small shin pads, barely any at all. Is it just because
0: it's less cumbersome? Well, when
2: they're so clunky, taking up your whole shin, yeah, it's like weird. It's, yeah, cumbersome and clunky. The ones that I have, the ones that I said I haven't changed out (laughs) in years, those uh, were supposed to be like for six-year-olds as well. Like, I got, I went to Walmart and I got, because I wanted like really small ones and every soccer store in Gainesville, Florida had like the giant ones and or they were expensive. Like, little Mm -hmm. Nike ones were like 80 bucks or something i was like what the fuck so i went to the walmart i got a pair of it was kids shin- socks that had built in shin guards mm-hmm. i cut them open and just pulled the shin guards out and that's what i use every time Those white ones i have that's that's what i use those are hot those the are hot last time we played he used uh what is it uh Cardboard. I, cardboard. I, I use
1: cardboard.
0: <laughs> if it works, yeah. it works. I guess. Apply. Better than nothing. <laughs>
1: well, I think um, we
2: lost like six zero.
1: A fun fact. So uh, no more cardboard. <laughs> a fun fact about Jack. Um, I, I, I did a little bit of a deep dive on him. Okay. And and, and apparently over his entire professional career, he has spent over one hundred and eighty freaking days out injured because of shin related complications.
0: (laughs) Oh my god.
1: That's that's almost half a year of your entire career out because you get kicked a lot in the shins because you are kicked size shin pads which offer like no protection whatsoever. And if if you've ever Watched them play. He loves to dribble a lot. He loves to hold on to the ball, which it's true. That means you're gonna get, results you're gonna in get getting kicked, kicked a, lot. Yeah. a lot, which invites yeah. a lot of challenges and invites all the players to get stuck in. Which means what, Amy? Um, oh, I forgot how you to. You don't know what stuck it. in means. We we
0: talked about this. Come like, on, you got it. Last week, you got it? it.
1: It's basically where
0: people are gonna
1: kind of come after you, it, or like it means to like hard tackle yeah. yeah you come in for, for the hard tackle yeah so. so people
2: are getting stuck in on jack and his uh in return he's getting stuck out of the matches
1: <laughs> in his, in his <laughs> tiny little shin guards yeah
2: <laughs> i thought that was really interesting yeah um all right uh amy you want to finish out the midfield for sure, us
0: sure sure uh david beckham we got david beckham i think this is his third or fourth appearance on our pop 11 but you know he's he's a legend so he's, yeah i can't he's wait gonna we,
2: we're gonna get him
1: on the show one day
0: that oh my god yeah let's put it out there um
1: i I mean i could tell you right now everything in this room will have to get rearranged for david beckham yeah well
0: we're we're gonna get to that he's apparently very particular um (laughs) and he's been known to be highly organized relating to like literally every aspect of his life from his refrigerator to his closet and everything in between and you know it's said that especially before matches, like he had to make sure that in his fridge, everything was in pairs and in a perfectly straight line, all of the condiments and drinks were perfectly placed and there were no odd numbered items in the fridge. So everything had to have a match. If there was an odd number item, he would just throw it away. Just get it out of here. Um, and nuts. this also extended to his, you know, hotel rooms for away matches. He couldn't relax until everything was rearranged in his room perfectly to his liking. And his teammates would prank him, moving things out of place to kind of get him riled up. But I will finish this out by saying that in 2006, he did admit to having ocd so it yeah. is you know very much a a it's, thing that people deal with and he really can't help it and so you know
2: i was gonna say like it, it's funny because i think one trend that we're kind of seeing here part of superstition is like you know routine and whatever for lack yeah. of a better term ocd even if it's not diagnosed where if it's that's an over a compulsion, I would a say, compulsion. Yeah. yeah these types of uh things are very ritualistic and it makes me wonder is like are these soccer players more prone to kind of having these ritualistic beliefs and these superstitious beliefs because their lives are so routine like their yeah. shit is so routine like you have to wake up at this time you go to this <clears throat> training you eat this you go to that mm-hmm. then you eat this then you have this to do then That's hydrate then point. recover like their days are so mapped out that i yeah. think for them that comfort comes from having a exactly out day. well
0: also i think when like so much of your life is spent on the road yeah. you have to find ways to like make yourself at home yeah, and so true. if that means like organizing your refrigerator making sure that like all of your items are put away in the hotel room it's like you have to do something to kind of give yourself a stability
2: that's nuts imagine like you're a teammate. And luckily he played with Phil and Gary Neville because I was going to say you go to a, the fridge and they're like can I get a coke and he's like you gotta have two
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like one for Phil one for Gary that's
0: hilarious I um
2: no, that's that that is pretty nuts um, but you know shout out David Beckham and like a, yeah when he comes here we'll make sure we got two Cholulas in the fridge yeah two bottles of wine
0: we're really gonna have to do a, a whole clean sweep yeah. but good have, to know I'm glad that we can uh, be fully prepared
2: yeah and he his be, arrival we'll make sure there's another person on the show yeah, he'll be the fourth <laughs> person on the show so'll we be good yeah. you know? um uh, we're gonna wrap this up with a striker partnership up here one is the goat and one of the goats the other one is 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 definitely not the goat. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with the goat. I got uh, Johan okay. Cruyff up here. Johan Cruyff, absolute legend. You know Johan Cruyff, Amy?
0: I know the name.
2: Yeah, he's a fucking legend. Uh, apparently, he used to slap uh, the goalkeeper on the team whose name was Gert Balls. In the- <laughs> Why do the Dutch people that have the craziest names, be his bro? Name. Dutch Gert people have the balls. wildest names. <laughs> their names will be like fucking I don't know, like Dick Balls. Honestly, <laughs> like why is it's like a real literally sounds like a Dutch name. I'm just out here slapping my balls. Yes, yeah, so he goes and slaps Gert Balls in the stomach, and then he spits his chewing gum into the opposition's half before kickoff. Okay, I kind of like is that. Fucking that's that's lit. pretty. That's pretty
0: lit. I wouldn't like to be slapped in the stomach, but I yeah. think it's funny that he spit his gum like specifically on their half.
2: imagine Stepping in Johan Cruyff's gum. Like <laughs> like five minutes in the game, you're like, what the fuck, bro? Um, oh, man. He, it said later he, he decided to abandon that ritual and actually ended up, because he ended up going into management and I think front office stuff, he advised managers to ensure that the players were not superstitious. He was like basically saying it. He said it does influence them. Uh, he said if it does influence them, you can't play them in the next match. Mm. Uh, and then you know it, it makes sense like you don't want your players to be in their own head over some bullshit that's not happening on the pitch yeah so it's interesting um i love you on fire ip legend
0: all right well we're uh we're at the end here we have our last player um this is adrian mutu mm-hmm and I would argue
2: he played at Chelsea, right? Chelsea, yeah. great. He, he, one of he, the best strikers in Chelsea history. Uh, not at all. He really he <laughs> not not at all. He much. really embodies what a Chelsea player is
1: like. You know what I mean? That's okay. Like, I here we
0: got Alexi talking shit again. So they're gonna have a great
1: week. God, I, I hope so. <laughs> this is our lucky charm right here.
0: Um. Yeah. He joined Chelsea in 2003, but you know this is really a perfect one to kind of round out the segment because uh he also has a little bit of a story involving a witch um so he was allegedly approached by a group of romanian witches who informed him that a scorned ex love had placed a curse on him and his career and he replied saying no problem curses can't touch me because i wear my underwear inside out
2: Um, it was he was wrong.
0: I I don't really know like how he came up with that. I
2: think he was technically I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't know how I don't think I really watched that much when his career was going on. I mostly just played FIFA. But like, um, I think he was actually one of the biggest flops of all time. Yeah. Am I wrong? Or if I was saying that?
1: Well, it, I. I, I mean ultimately yes he he might he, truly have he, been cursed because just... he also had other incidents in Italy as well yeah. after he left Chelsea but yeah yeah oh was he doing coke was that his thing yeah that's uh, in two thousand four yeah, yeah, his, his um, Chelsea career ended his yeah. his inside out underwear did not help him at Chelsea <laughs> as his career ended his his Chelsea career ended acrimoniously in two thousand four when he got caught with cocaine classic mm-hmm. in classic his, in a system and uh he couldn't play for seven months yeah that's one of the things uh
2: that i remember about mutu is that he was supposed to be good and then he like it took him a minute to get going and then he never really got going because of the coke thing yeah um but you know they, it says apparently he was also known to put basil leaves in his socks also another is, w- witchy ritual we'll so I, I don't know how much it's Ro- helping Ro- Romania's him, is helping him romania is a weird part of the world yeah i was gonna say like romania is a weird part of the world uh not in a bad way it's just very I, unique i love it i love know? it um that is an incredible pop 11 yeah eric, eric i well think done, you did well an done. amazing many, job Round of applause. this round was, applause. This this was is a
0: really fun best one best
2: segment so far of the entire history of this show yeah you know, earlier I said that we've solved soccer. That is, that is we high We've to wrap up the podcast. Now we've, now we've solved I'm super podcast. glad we did not wrap it up because we wouldn't have gotten to this. That's what I'm saying. Uh, next week's picks, let's fucking do it. Um, Eric, you're going to do them on the fly, you said. On so the fly. I
0: feel like I've got a lot of pressure this
2: week because
0: Alexi and I are neck and neck. We're four to five.
2: Four to five. And I'm uh, about to fucking it is tight. tie it up. Yeah. Catch, it's catch your time. time. It's it your up. time. My time to shine. All right. Chicago hosting St. Louis, 1 p.m. on a Saturday. It's going to be a weird kickoff. Yeah. It's going to be one of those that I hate where it's like 1 p.m. and then a four-hour gap until the next match. And it's like, dude, just play what?
0: You know, I said a draw for this one. I got St. Louis. Easy. uh, Easy. But I'm not going for easy here. I'm going for the extraordinary, you know?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... We'll see what uh, happens. I personally think St. Louis are... By far the they're, m- they're a much better team You're absolutely right I don't know What do you think
1: um, I'm gonna go with Chicago Do you Ooh. You guys wanna know why what? Because you never trust The early fixture And do you wanna know Who said that Who Jose Mourinho Mahatma Gandhi never trust the early fixture Mahatma Gandhi Uh, and you can can look that up those are straight
2: facts all right fair enough Uh, Atlanta are hosting Charlotte and this is uh, so okay let's Chicago St. Louis that's a bit of a derby I mean St. Louis are brand new so they're starting this rivalry yeah but Atlanta Charlotte's another one this is this is going to be a really fun week a lot of Mm action-packed derbies and I really wish that they weren't all starting at the same fucking time I wish they were staggered so we could actually yeah. watch yeah, all of that, them That's the worst Well man. that's when
0: that MLS 360 is going to come in Dude. And you can get like the eight matches on one yeah, screen Yeah but I
2: don't want to watch eight <laughs> matches on one screen I kind of want to watch like one match at a time Yeah you know? I, Exactly that is the best way to do it bar none Yeah no. I think Soccer don has got a lot, of, a lot of decisions to make next year But for me if the games aren't on YouTube and they're not filmed with a potato, <laughs> I'm not watching. <laughs> uh, Atlanta United hosting all right, Charlotte. I got
0: Atlanta for this one. I, you know, hometown
2: hometown advantage. I'm just... the st- smart money. You got the smart money. I picked a draw because, yeah. um, I don't know, I just...
1: You
0: kind of have a thing against Atlanta, I feel, ever since we were there <laughs> for the match and well, they stomped all over the Timbers. Yeah,
1: you're right. Oh, man, it's personal. Yeah, man. it's kind of personal. <laughs> really personal. Caleb, Caleb
2: Wiley, is he going to be there? I don't know. I got to figure all that out. I, I personally... I just think that sometimes you got to buck the trend. I think yeah. Atlanta have actually been kind of slowing down over the last few weeks. I agree. And uh, I don't believe uh, what in, is the what's his face? Yakamakis, the striker. Ever since when he's out, they can't score. Yeah. When he's in, they score a lot. But when he's out, they can't score. So I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, draw. Okay, I'm going with Amy on this one. ATL all the way. Yeah. Uh, Montreal hosting Toronto. No no Toronto fans allowed. <laughs>
0: well, so I did my picks before we went over the news, but I'm glad that I picked Montreal cuz now yeah. I think they have an even better chance of winning.
2: <laughs> I think that's going to be a, a draw because yeah. I they the two teams just played in midweek, so I think Toronto are not gonna allow themselves to lose. Yeah. Um, I think Toronto are going to come out with the
0: ball. I of normally f- probably would have picked Toronto, but I just, you know, again, I'm going with the home teams this week.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I'm going draw. It's going to have to be Toronto for me. They're going to do it for the fans, and they're going to bring home the three points. Love it.
2: Columbus Crew hosting Orlando. Easy. I got Columbus. I, I actually also pick, picked Columbus for this yeah. one. I think they're yeah, they're at home, and I just think they're a better team. They're, I don't know. I, I really like Orlando, but yeah. I think Columbus have got this one in the proverbial bag. Um, you
1: guys are absolutely tripping because it's going to be Orlando <laughs> all the way and it's not even going to be close. You got a score, score line for us? 3 0. 3 0. Wow, Put, it three, no. <laughs> Put, it Put it in the sheet. Put it
2: in the fucking sheet. Um, because I do remember last week at some point, you said, yeah, well, the match that you said that you called a score for. That one got canceled because of weather, so you fucked up. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was close. It was a draw. I like when we each pick one match where we put the score for. I like that. Uh, DC United hosting Nashville.
0: <sighs> this was tough, but I went with Nashville.
2: Yeah, I think that's also the smart money there. I, I, went I don't for, know. I mean. I went for a draw because I'm trying to. I think so, that's the smart money. In solidarity with our uh, past guest of the sure, show, KDO. Yeah. I think that she uh you know she's a big dc united fan so i said you know what maybe they'll hold on yeah they might maybe wayne can can work some uh tactical magic
1: absolutely gotta uh, throw some it, salt on the pitch it's <laughs> good <gonna, laughs> it's gonna be a wayne rooney master class and and dc united are gonna come away victorious wow all right, all right. dude for the sure, banter we've got
0: some differing... he's always here for the banter yeah, I, I like it, it.
1: yeah uh, miami
2: hosting new england
0: I said draw and this yeah. is a, you know I don't know why that's just I, I, I think I my initial reaction was to go revs but I said you know what they no. might be able to do it they might be able to hold them off
2: I think draws a, is a solid pick I went revs just because uh, I don't know I think that I think they're the better team, straight yeah. up. That's just what I think. They are, but um, I could see, I could see a draw. I could see Miami holding on. Maybe Joseph Martinez gets back into form. Yeah, finally got off the, off the mark this year.
1: I'm gonna go with Revs. I picked them last week, and that was one of the few that I got right. So yeah. I'm hoping for. They're a good pick. A little bit more.
2: Yeah. All right, Hudson River Derby, New York Red Bulls hosting NYCFC. Uh hosting is a weird term because NYCFC borrowed that stadium all the time.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Uh I said draw just I just don't think that Red Bulls can Red, win, but I'm just hoping they can like
2: hold Red Bulls are in a weird yeah. spot, dude. They just fired their manager, so things are things are very bizarre over there right now. But who knows, maybe they'll get I'm hoping but they'll probably wanna fight. Not. I got NYCFC yeah have they hired anyone yet i don't think so i think it's interim you right should now. apply I, yeah i'd love to that'd be crazy imagine what i have to tell our boss <laughs> i'll be like sorry i got a part-time job <laughs> i think i get 500 bucks every saturday
1: <laughs> every match yeah. That's yeah. Hilarious.
2: um i'll let them train by themselves they don't need me yeah uh, what do you got i got red bulls oh, oh
0: hey. wow
1: okay i love it it's
0: got more faith it, than the fans it, yeah. it's gonna
1: be a massive upset for the derby they're gonna come out flying and they're gonna take it hey they're, they're at, gonna
2: get their wings they're at home and they actually <laughs> do have some uh, decent fans you know plus that, that stadium really is beautiful um austin hosting dallas it's another derby this one's a texas derby yeah. or some
0: yeah um I said draw, again, I think Dallas is the better team, but I'm just hoping kind of like the rivalry and Austin being at home, yeah, they'll be able to at least hold them off.
2: Austin, I think are getting back into the swing of things. I picked Dallas though. I think Dallas are just, they're the better team again. Like for yeah. me, it's it's Dallas.
1: It's gonna be a draw for me. The Texas Heat is, is gonna play a role and neither team will be able to get going. All right.
2: Ooh, okay. Houston Dynamo hosting Seattle.
0: I had to do it. I'm picking Seattle.
2: Yeah, that's a smart pick. I picked a draw. I think for me, that's where the heat plays in. I think Seattle are going to come down to Houston and be like, this is a swamp, and they're going to get it's bogged a good down. Point. It's a good but point. But Seattle also are on the redemption path. They, they're they going to probably. They need a win. They're going to come out and probably try to blow the doors off Houston. Yeah. I don't know. I said draw, though. It's going to be Houston for me. Houston. Home,
1: home field advantage.
2: All right. Uh, Sporting KC hosting Minnesota. Sporting Kansas City are off the mark now. They've got They've their win. They finally
0: got their win. Um, I said Minnesota, though. I just don't think that
2: they... they I don't think they're going to be Minnesota. I said Minnesota as well. Yeah. But, you know, Kansas City are at home. I mean... You never know. They might be able to do it. But I said, I said Minnesota as well.
1: Uh, this, this one's a tough one for me. This one's really tough. I kind of want to say Minnesota and... I th- I think I will. All right. All three of us went from Minnesota. Minnesota across the board. Actually, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait. Let wait. me wait. hit my
2: fucking oh, redemption man. button. I'm switching to Kansas City. Oh, and God. I'm gonna go. oh. Yeah, I'm switching to Kansas City, and I'm also gonna give them a uh, someone to fill this in for me because I don't have a laptop. I'm gonna give them three one okay now yeah, you, three you know goals. if they
0: don't get three one you don't get that pick isn't that what we do yeah or no. okay i like that or I'm, no i'm
2: fine with that okay i'm fine with that Listen, High this would be crazy yeah i just got kansas city three one i hit my <laughs> redemption button uh uh colorado rapids hosting philly this one's at altitude
0: yeah i'm uh, pulling in alexi this week and i'm going colorado i think they're just gonna be Hot off of last week. Yeah. Big win for them. They're at home. Altitude.
2: I am excited for them and <laughs> I I'm I'm actually with you. I'm gonna be pulling for them. I put I'm gonna pick Philly. Yeah. I think Philly is my like pick for the purposes of this exercise. However, if Colorado win,
1: I won't be surprised, bro. Colorado, I mean, playing in, in that altitude is a different beast. I'm going with Colorado as well. I, I kinda watch them a little bit, uh versus Los Angeles and I liked what I saw. they um, got a lot of really really good players. Yeah, they have some good young talent. Um Real Salt Lake
2: the Royalist of the Salt Lakes hosting <laughs> LAFC. I'm uh you
0: know, I'm going with my tradition of not picking RSL and I set a draw.
2: Okay. Um I've got LAFC I think that they're gonna Didn't they lose last week to yeah. San Jose? I think that they're not going to let this shit happen two weeks in a row, bro. They're going to come out and uh, demolish RSL I think
1: It's gonna be LAFC Chicharito Oh no Ch- Chicharito's on Chicharito's on the Galaxy, on the yeah. galaxy. Carlos Vela I always get those Confused yeah. you, you see now that That's gonna play a role In what I say I'm going draw now You're going draw <laughs> Okay Without Chicharito's It's gonna be a draw from Part me, of my thought process Is
2: also RSL Just played against Portland Midweek And they played a lot of Their important players I think they'll be tired I don't know LAFC But you guys come talk to me Next week Uh and Amy, don't forget you do have to pick a score for one of these. I have to? Oh yeah, you have to. Mother. Um, Timbers Damn. are going to be hosting Vancouver. Can they come up with another disappointing result at Providence Park? My answer is yes, I think it's going to be a draw. I think Portland just don't have it this year.
0: Oh, uh, well, I believe in your team. Okay. I said the Timbers. They've let me down the last 2 weeks, but
2: I love okay. I love to hear it. We can we can do it. M- maybe we can beat Vancouver. It's gonna be Vancouver. Yeah. Wow. The Portland Timber slump continues. It's not gonna be Vancouver. It's gonna be a. It's anything. It's gonna be a draw. Did you want to predict the score on this one? No, I already did my score. But I think um, it's gonna be a draw. I just don't think Vancouver is gonna beat us. I think we're gonna like blow it at the end, like we did last week. We're not gonna lose to Vancouver at home. That's not gonna happen. It's gonna. We're gonna get one point out of it. Uh, Final one. That's gonna be the next day, right? That's a Sunday night game. Yeah. L.A. Galaxy hosting San Jose Earthquakes.
0: I win San Jose.
2: That's the best bet. San Jose like are San Jose. San Jose are having a good year so far. I think a low key like they're actually playing yeah. playing pretty well. I said draw just because. Now why? Well, for me, like it's it's in L.A. I still haven't like I can't wrap my mind around the fact that the Galaxy are so bad this year. <laughs> so I'm like, no, they're gonna eventually yeah. get it going, and I think like I love Ricky Pooch. I think he's fucking amazing. I it, it can happen. They, they they can be a good team. It's yeah. just that right now, things are completely in disarray. But okay. So, I think draw. I think that they got the talent. Got it. Um,
1: I'm going with LA Galaxy. I found my Chicharito. He's going to get the de- <laughs> delightful <laughs> delightful double. Delightful double. And, okay. And I just want to add, Ricky Pooch, man. He's amazing. What a player that they got at his prime yep. from one of the biggest teams in in, in the world.
2: Yeah. He's, he's probably well he's a top five MLS player I think in my opinion currently like of the currently active players you know um yeah I really respect him a lot Amy which one of these are you gonna pick your score for
0: so I went with the first match Chicago Fire versus St. Louis City I had that as a draw of 1-1
2: okay all right a 1-1 draw I love it I'm um, all right so you said 1-1 draw for that I said Kansas City to win 3-1 you said Orlando to win 3-0 we're gonna have some some big, uh, yeah. big scores. I like
0: this week. Up. It's We're all over the place. We're all differing on our, you know, some weeks we're like very aligned, and yeah. this week it's all over yeah, the place. Yeah, this
1: week's going to be a, a mess. I like um, all the derbies. Those are going to be very I think
2: fun we to watch. should get together on Saturday and watch a match. I, I don't know. I'll be down. Yeah. We can discuss it after the show. Uh, what are we most excited for this week? I noticed that uh, none of us wrote anything, so we're going to go on the fly.
0: Well, I actually changed mine. So after we had our little deep dive, Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited to check out some futsal. Oh, I want to see yeah. what's up with this with this game. Love
2: that. Love so that. I'm
0: going to be on the YouTube's this week, uh, looking at some highlights.
2: You're going to watch some futsal yeah, highlights. Hell I love yeah, hell yeah! I love it. What are you most excited for over there?
1: Um, I'm excited to, to watch uh, Leeds United in the English Premier League they are currently in in the relegation places and mm-hmm. they have a lot of americans on their team so uh, well, there was who st- are under threat
2: of relegation tyler adams is out for the rest of the season he's not playing the rest of the season the news in, indeed he out. is yeah so we'll yeah we'll see what happens My i think boy. they're out i think the lead leads are leads are going to be out for sure um yeah you know the history between amy and tyler adams I I do indeed. (laughs) Uh, That's right. You listen to the show. I forgot. (laughs) Um, Let's see. For me, uh, I'm excited for next Wednesday, Philly versus DC. We might be there. We might be helping create some content around that game. So super stoked to get a chance to go to a match in Philly. um, Yeah. And, you know, to just to witness what's going on. See Jim Curtin in person to see Wayne Rooney in person. That's going to be really fun um and hopefully it's a good match i think i think it'll be a good one It's a mi- it's midweek so you never know what you're gonna get but i'm excited for it nice uh, all right where can the people find us
0: you can find us on twitter at calling casuals you could also email us calling all at gmail.com yes and go ahead and head over to TikTok, our favorite app yes um give us a follow at calling all casuals that's right amazing content when coming we get very soon. to four
2: thousand followers, followers are dropping that content yeah and I'll, I'll be honest with you i'm working on our calling all casuals merch we're going to design a, a, a calling all casuals jersey with a sleeve sponsor tiktok tiktok sleeve sponsor there we go so it's going to be nice they're yellow and black i'm gonna give it away right now but they're fucking awesome. Okay. So there you go. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, catch us next week. You can all you can always find us wherever uh, you get your podcast. Yep. And uh, Amy, thank you for doing this. Eric, thank you for doing this. And as always, keep it, it casual. casual. Bye.
0: Productions podcast.